Good morning and welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. I'm Nathan and joining me today is Craig. <laughs> we had this discussion last time why I always come second Buffalo. And Sue. <laughs> I'm going to say gender norms. Hello. Right. Well, if you sit on the <laughs> off the side, you can be first. <laughs> I can't change seats. <laughs> I'm this sorry, is that, is, that, is that your spot, is, is it, Sheldon? <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. Um, right, so, no feedback from anyone? No notices, Susie? Not doing anything interesting? I'm doing lots of interesting things. Oh, what was um, what was that thing you posted on Facebook this morning? Nano Girls doing something, or is that yeah, like today? Yeah, that's next weekend. Oh. So. Yeah, might, 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 might be out. Might be out. Nano Girls show yeah. next weekend, part of the Auckland Arts Festival. Okay. Look yeah. it up. Basically, because that's all the details we have. Apparently. Is the the pop up globe as part of the arts festival? Presumably, I don't know. I don't know I what this. It's been there for ages, though. Yeah. It looks amazing. No. I saw a picture oh, of the inside of it. it just mm. Looks awesome. I haven't been inside. I've walked past it a couple of times. Right. Oh, it's like they've actually put up a building. I mean, yeah, yeah, insane. Yeah. But it does look amazing. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, anyway, not really okay. skeptical related. Has that ever stopped us? <laughs> sure. Uh, let's move on to news, shall we? So, Pastafarians join Druids and Wiccans as official wedding celebrants. How exciting Susie, is this? this is great. Oh, well. well firstly, eh, are they Farians or Farians? Farians, Farians, Pastafarians. Oh, to, write, I, to rhyme with, I don't know. Don't know. Anyway, um, so this comes after news last year, late last year, that the Department of Internal Affairs had allowed the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster to perform weddings. And so um, recently, the um, who have we got? Ka- um, Karen Martin, who's the head of the church, has now been dubbed a ministeroni or <laughs> marriage celebrant. Um, yay! So if you fancy... With a ridiculously overposed photo, but never mind. Um, so indeed, newspapers do it. Indeed, she's dressed as a pirate with some pasta in a colander. Um, Which she's not stirring with a sword, but is for some reason holding it awkwardly over the, the sword. Yeah. But that's fine. And has a flying spaghetti monster on her shoulder. On her shoulder. Yeah, this is only Indeed. me that sees that. Uh, I, I can't see that. What are you talking about? It looked like a very, you know, those judges' wigs, actually. Judge wig, yeah. With, with right. weird uh, eyes. But you're right, it's a flying spaghetti monster. Yep. Um, there you go. So if Fantastic. you have, if you're so inclined, um, some have been complaining about the fact that um, this is uh, mainly because they feel the the um, Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster doesn't have any particular values. It's, you know, it's merely a. Uh, Don't we value science and reason? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. I love um, the statement, our religion has no dogma. It's one of our rules. <laughs> perfectly sums um, it up. Yeah, because uh, because they're a parody, they say, and um, it doesn't seem right to allow them to do marriages. Right. There you go. Poking fun well, of the solemnity of marriage. But anyone can be a marriage celebrant. You yeah, don't and have so, to be part of a religion. No, no, so precisely. Really, so actually their point was that... that an extension of that, isn't yeah. it? But their point was that actually she should be listed as as a as secular, secular rather than as a religious as a religious one. Yeah. Whereas okay. of course their point is actually no, we're a church, so I want to be a religious one. Sure. Or well, more, <laughs> more I guess the point is that religion shouldn't be a special category. Yeah. And therefore, they want to be included in that special category. Hmm. That makes sense. Shut up. Yes. Hilarious. I should shut up. 
Which is interesting because I didn't know that Druids could um, was an actual official thing there either. Well, they're yeah. a pagan religion, aren't they? Well, not it's not a real religion <laughs> any more than Pastafarianism is. Well, uh, well, but what defines a real religion? Exactly. Sure. I, yeah, yeah right. I guess um, having been around for a certain amount of time or having a direct link to the to <laughs> having the predated most religions, yeah. maybe. Anyway. That was it. Was that all? Yeah. Yes. Good. Okay. The next thing is the plus one paper that proves that God exists. Mm, is that how is that how that goes? Something like that? Craig? Go but, on then. But, okay, so there was a paper uh, that came out in plus one, which is um, Susie's favourite journal. One of my favourite journals. Oh one, okay. Because it only so that it's not um, the methods and the results have to be sound, but the uh, or, you know, it has to be methodologically accurate, well done, um, but it makes no comment about impact or significance. Right. Which okay. is how it's... Okay. Uh, is how so it's basically anyone can get in as long as they've done... Good science. ...reasonable... Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So anyway, there was a paper that was published in PLOS One that uh, was a study on the human hand and how it's good at grasping, um, but... In the final words of the paper, it mentions the creator God. No, the, the, no it just no, mentions the creator. The creator. The creator. creator. The capital C. The capital C, yes. And um, people got upset about this and said that uh, it shouldn't have got through because mm. it was inappropriate to mention that in a scientific paper. And so it has been retracted. Which was like the day after or something? Yes. And of course, uh, various groups like the discovery institute are now up in arms saying that this is censorship well, right okay so there's another take on uh, this being expelled right um so um there's a biologist who writes on the blog southern fried science and he has basically said that actually this paper shouldn't have been retracted oh. so they've had a look through it at the methods and the results and ask some colleagues and basically the sound the science is sound okay um he says it's not phenomenal or earth shattering but it's sound um and that actually um the reference to the creator is essentially a um it's a oh how did he phrase it um Sorry, I'm just going to see if I can find it. Oh, metaphor? Um, no, it was basically a um, translation error. Yeah, um, right. Because the paper comes from Chinese yeah. researchers. Yeah. And so they didn't mean creator. Right. They meant nature is guided by natural processes like selection. How did that get mistranslated into a... creator? What the fuck? Well, for so a there's start, basically a Chinese thing phrase. That Su- Susie just said is not the Chinese. So who knows okay, what the sure Chinese right, actually? A Chinese. There's yes. basically they say it's if that's the, the correct translation of translating yeah. a Chinese idiom into English, and that okay. it means na- that the idiom means nature is guided by natural processes like selection. Right. Yeah. And somehow and someone so took that idiom and translated it got... into the creator, probably. The translator was sort of some Google sort of translator was, was religious or something, and Possibly, saw that and, yeah. and misinterpreted it. Possibly. Well, yeah, yeah. they've, they've mm. always used it another way. Yeah. Uh, 
anyway, so it's kind of so in the science field is also creating a bit of a thing now because actually, you know, because there's people now saying, well, we're never going to send a paper to PLOS One, but PLOS One has done what, exactly what it's supposed to do, which is reviewed on the on the science. Mm. The fact, I mean, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, the fact that this is something that's going to be. Um, well, now used by the creationists to say they're being censored is kind of interesting. But um, <coughs> well, it's, it's super interesting if the <laughs> if the author isn't is actually a referring community. to a creator yeah. at all. So mm. nothing yeah. to do with well, but it yeah. kind of was, wasn't it? No, no. One take I saw on it was that uh, it shouldn't have been retracted because it was actually perfectly acceptable to mention that sort of thing in that particular part of the paper. Mm. In the conclusions, it's perfectly valid for you to go and put your own take on things, um, even if it's not strictly scientific. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask is, was it retracted simply because of the word creator or was there actually something else wrong with the paper? So if there's nothing wrong with the paper, then it should have been I mean, they say it's been re-reviewed, but it looks to me like it's been... Well, if you go to the thing, it's still retracted. Yes, yes. And so, yeah, and no, they basically, said, they re reviewed it, said, say that we oh, so re retracted, oh. but they in the time given, it, yeah, I think it's to do with this, yeah. Well, then that's unacceptable, yeah. Boo, plus one, yeah, because mm. so their, their actual retraction notice says following publication, re- readers raise concerns about language in the article that makes references to a creator and about the overall rationale and findings of the study. Upon receiving these concerns, the plus one editors have carried out an evaluation of the manuscript and pre-publication process, and they sought further advice on the work from experts on the, in the editorial board. The evaluation has confirmed concerns with the scientific rationale, presentation, and language, which were not adequate, adequately addressed during peer review. Huh. So consequently, the PLOS One editors consider that the work cannot be relied upon and retract this publication. Mm. Inappropriate language. So that's that's <laughs> kind of a... A far-reaching conclusion from the uh, yeah, from the inclusion of a single yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not cool at all, guys. Mm. But anyway, so what are we going to do? Is everyone going to write in a letter to Plus One saying, "Oi, what the fuck?" Well, I, I guess it's kind of a uh, how does a public organisation like that react to criticism, um, and have they done the right thing? And there are other organizations that have reacted to criticism lately that um, um, I'm referring specifically here to the um, banning of Richard Dawkins, Richard Dawkins and the, the Insus, uh, reinstatement of or de-disinviting or whatever and and whether that was the right thing to do or not mm. see that's what we should be talking about under pub talk <laughs> yes I anyway. see frowny faces around the table so Let's carry on. Okay. Uh, next ah, thing, yes. Then. Right. Uh, can't see because links. Yes, but you ah, don't, don't look at the links. Stupid links. Anyway, so um, oh, there was an interesting article I read about claiming that there are nine science words that even smart people get wrong. Okay. So I'm going Which to... Which neither of us have seen. So, so, um, so... I'm scared now. Are we going to do one each or are you going to... Do, well, do a, do I thought I'd try it out on you. Style. I thought I'd try it out on you guys. Yeah, but are you can do one one at because a time. Or I couldn't to find any smart word? people to interview. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so funny. Get on with it. Do you think? Come on. Uh, I think I think most of these are actually pretty obvious, oh, and like. that you you won't have any problems with these. So the number one no word is or anything. theory. 
Um, oh, well, that just means like a guess. Like it's my theory that Craig's an idiot. <laughs> what is your evidence for that? <laughs> Don't need evidence. I've got a theory. <laughs> so we all, we all know what theory means. Yes. Yep. Okay, yes. what's yeah, the next one? It's not, it's not a guess. I don't right. think smart people get that wrong. I mean, that's... Anyway, we'll right. criticise the article okay. afterwards, shall we? Number two is natural. As in, oh, don't worry, it's natural. That's something we hear a lot these days, the society's obsession for all things organic and chemical-free reaching all-time highs. Right. So, so natural, from my point of view, means non-processed. Is that fair or not? I just thought... So hmm. it's come from come its from... natural state, hmm. i.e. A, a thing of corn. Well, it just means that something exists in nature. nature. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, it's sort of a literal definition as opposed to a... Yeah, yeah. Um, and so pe people generally well, it, abuse it by saying that if something is natural, then it must be good, good. for you. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, well, Whereas things yeah. like arsenic and Botox... So is that uh, is that the misconception that they're yes. actually focusing yes. on? Well, okay, yeah. we wouldn't right. have gone for it. Number three, dinosaur. Dinosaur. What is your favourite dinosaur? Pterodactyl? Plesiosaurus? <laughs> Those yes. are not dinosaurs. dinosaurs. No, they're not. <laughs> Right, okay. number yeah. four, poisonous and venomous. I know this oh, one. yeah, yeah, know yeah, this yeah, one. yeah. We know this one. Okay, okay. Go so, on uh, well, because the listeners might not know. So, venomous is something that stings you and it will kill you, and poisonous is if you eat it. Yes, very good. Okay. Well, not necessarily kill you, but yeah. it's a injected yeah. versus. Yeah. A injected. poison is inhaled, ingested, or absorbed, yeah. while a venom is delivered via something else, commonly fangs. Yeah. Right. Uh, Comet slash meteor slash meteorite slash asteroid. Oh, fuck. I mean, Susie must be your yeah. turn. <laughs> <laughs> so one of them is landed. One the of them is too, not landed. There's... It's, if it's outside the atmosphere, it's a meteor. Okay. No. Shit. Meteorite. Well, what, again, we've got comet. Asteroid. Uh, comets, meteors, meteorites, and asteroids. Right, so meteors so and meteorites, meteor one of them has landed, one of them. Yeah, yeah. Is, right. right. Okay, so yeah, which okay. one's which? Uh, Meteorite is if it's, it's hit the ground. Sure. I'm pretty yes. sure. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's what Susie was going to say too. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? So, so meteors are only considered to be small particles that actually enter the atmosphere. atmosphere. I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's not, if so it hasn't entered the atmosphere, then it's not a meteor. No. So oh, it's not a meteor. It's not necessarily an asteroid either, though, yeah. because certainly an asteroid has to be a certain size. Okay, so comets and asteroids are both types of celestial objects that orbit the sun. They're way smaller than planets, but can range anywhere from 10 metres to 578 kilometres across. Wow. Okay, so, so a meteor that hasn't entered the atmosphere could be an asteroid. Yeah, so um, asteroids are made up of metals and rocky materials, while, while comets are made up of ice, dust, and rock. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah, it was obvious. So as comets approach the sun, some of that ice melts and vaporizes to form a tail. So I guess yeah. that's the differentiation between yeah, comets, comets and asteroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I was just focusing on the other one because we already right. we all knew that one. Fossil. Susan's giving me a cheeky look because I don't think she did know that, but I did know that. I just want to clarify that. Fossil. I'm not just being facetious. What? Fossil. Yes. Fossil. It's People don't know what a fossil is? material that's been replaced with mineral over a period of time, isn't it? More or less. Well, what is bone specifically? Usually, no. It's usually that the um, oh god. So you basically crush it, all of the, but then it gets replaced, right? Yeah. So it's the 
So it's not the, that material anymore. Okay, so yeah. what what typically people think is that fossils are only the bones. Yeah. Oh, right. And they're right. not. But uh, they're not just the hard parts, yeah. right? They are any traces that have been made by an organism that includes imprints of soft tissue, yeah. oh, such okay. as skin and blood vessels, as well as footprints, burrows, so and footprints, nests. Yes. Which, is, which is what I was missing with my definition. But also, footprints, burrows, yeah. and nests are also considered oh, burrows fossils. And nests. Yeah. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. But to qualify as a fossil, a specimen, a specimen, Spossum. <laughs> a specimen <laughs> must be more than ten thousand years old. Oh, Anything right. younger is called a subfossil. Ooh, okay, I didn't did know, not that. know that. Mm. Right. Well, I might have read it. Next way. word is significant. Oh, I know this one. Go, Susan. No, this no, go, go, go. No, no, we go. Well, so you talk about it from a, people, in a study point of view. Yeah. So people think significant means important, yeah. but actually significant just is just a statistical term that merely means, it means that, that it couldn't occur by, yeah, by random chance. chance. Yeah. 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 That you've set the level by which it shouldn't have occurred by chance. Yes. So the problem is that people regularly use the term statistically significant to show that a finding is important or, nat- or noteworthy. But it actually true. means something pretty specific that a result is unlikely to occur by random chance and doesn't necessarily reflect how meaningful the finding is. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily just meaningful either. I mean, people also think of significant as, wow, that was huge difference from what we thought it was going to be. Mm. But really it's just over Could that arbitrary, yeah. arbitrary line that you've set. Yeah. Yeah. Hominid. Hominid? <clears throat> people and, and ancient people. Okay. Basically, isn't it? So you probably Hom- heard the term from, from man. hominid yeah. used to describe humans and our ancestors, and until recently that was correct. But around the start oh, of this shit. decade, researchers began to reclassify the way we define primates and started using the term uh, hominin. Yeah. To yeah, describe yeah, yeah. a group of modern humans extinct. And hominid for just primates. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's all yes. primates. Yeah. So oh, hominid isn't that. technically wrong. wrong. Okay. Yay. It's just a broader term that includes, uh, also includes great apes and their ancestors. Fair enough. Right. We'll give okay. them that. Yeah. And the final one, which I thought was a bit odd, is nature versus nurture. As a word that... Um, well, it's not a word. Smart, okay. Well, a phrase, phrase that, that smart people kind of tend to abuse. Do they? Yeah. Well, that, that people tend to abuse... I think they understand the implications of it, but really there is no nature versus nurture. It's kind of like oh, you mean if looking at it from a false dichotomy point of yeah. view? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair so enough. yeah. All right. So I think you bad. did um, pretty well on most of those. Well, we got one wrong, didn't we? Yeah. Hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Which has only only changed the definition of it this year, so it just means we're slightly out of date. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Good job. Okay. So back to Craig. Can you tell us about your trip? Mm, well, yes. So I've just come back from a, a four-week-long trip. <laughs> what? No, no, don't mind me. And talking. had some very interesting experiences. And uh, Where did just, you go, Craig? Well, I went to the US. Yes. And did a whole bunch of different things. Um, did you go meet Donald Trump? No, did not did encounter the rallies or anything. Yeah. No, no. Although there was there was quite a few. Well, I guess there's a lot of talk about the election, and um, uh, particularly, I think in the last week that I was there, I was in Hawaii and um, sort of read the local paper each day. So there was usually talk about the election in the paper each day, which is kind of interesting. Um, we went on a cruise. A it wasn't the cruise. conspiracy no, cruise. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no. no. 
and that, that was fun. But while I was on the cruise, um, I attended a seminar given by the um, acupuncturist. On it board. was a conspiracy cruise. <laughs> no, no, but there was an acupuncturist on board. Okay. Um, were they with... a doctor of uh-huh. acupuncture? Hang on. So they were on board as a service, or they yes, were just traveling as a service. Oh, service. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So, um, so was it like a free thing? Yeah. Their the salary was being paid by the cruise line, and they yeah, were no, you had to pay presumably. Oh, you would have no, no, you would have had to pay if you actually wanted to have okay acupuncture. But um, but there was a free seminar uh-huh. that was given was. about the benefits of acupuncture yeah. and what As how it works. Come and, and so bring on. us your money. And so I, I sort of sat in, sat in the back of the room while I was waiting to go to another uh-huh. um, thing. Did you ask and some questions? No, no. Oh, but I, but there were only, <laughs> Well, no, no. So He was worried he might get thrown overboard in the middle of the night. <laughs> so she addressed the concerns of skeptics. Oh, did she? Because oh, she, she, had a, so she had a PowerPoint presentation and then she had five slides on the theories of how acupuncture works okay. <laughs> and each one of these wasn't really a, a theory as okay. such but it was interesting that you had five competing theories <laughs> that, all, <laughs> that all contradicted each other uh, so um and so yeah. she pointed this out that they all contradicted each other no 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 no, oh, no. Okay. that was just something that i noticed when she went right. through each of her slides right. so it could yeah. be this so it's, it's this. like it's like here are the guesses about how acupuncture might work, and uh, we're not sure which one of them is right. But give me your money, and I'll give you acupuncture anyway. Right. So I was hopefully it'll work for you. I was heartened to see there were only about seven or eight people in the room. Did any of the rest of them look any sort of sceptical, or were they all sort of? Ah, uh, oh, it's hard to say. Hard to say. They're all middle-aged, okay. um, but I guess most of the people on the cruise were. So. Like us. Yeah. Like you guys. <laughs> So, no, I think you so that was, do I? Yeah. Um, and then, and then on the first day, we went to a talk about what particular therapy sessions were offered. And then there was this guy talking about um, the saunas that they give you to let you lose weight, which basically just dehydrates Dehydrate. you. Yeah. 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 Lose yeah. weight for until you have a glass of water. <laughs> exactly. Then expand <laughs> out again. Yes, because the cruise was um, quite uh, calorie heavy. <laughs> so like so we'll help you lose weight by showing you a sauna and giving you some acupuncture experience yes. and then go visit the uh, go visit the buffet for dinner <laughs> so yes. um what, what was the acupuncturist claim uh to debate to what did the acupuncturist say as a rebuttal to the skeptics or was that the theories you were talking about oh she was just talking about how here, here are the theories about how, how it, works. it works. So she didn't yes. actually address any no, not really claims, are real and or imagined. No, no, and and so yeah, she was basically saying that uh, yes, it works because people love it and people say that of course it's it helped them. Okay, yeah. So obviously not that a, old chestnut. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so that was yeah, that was fun. Uh, went to the Grand Canyon. Oh yes. And was uh, oh, relieved to see relieved to see that there weren't any creationist paraphernalia awesome. um, there, and I didn't bump into anybody who thought that it wasn't um, however many million years old. Uh, versus... You got to touch some really really old rocks. Yes, actually, it was cool? quite good because um, along the top. So we were at the south rim, um, and there's a trail that runs along um, the rim that has a marker every few meters that basically simulates the. Um, sort of age of the canyon and they have different stones 
um, at these markers that actually are the rock that is a particular age. Like, oh, okay. Um, so this is along the top. You're not yes. actually going down into the... Yeah, no, no. We didn't go down into the, the canyon because it's actually closed at, in February when we were there. Oh. Um, and actually, we're very lucky or... because the... Oh, no, just because of the weather. Ah. Yeah. So we were very lucky when we were there. Perfectly blue skies, lovely, clear views, but only a couple of weeks before it had snowed and it was clouded in so <laughs> if you arrived when it was clouded <laughs> in you would have got there and and seen one side and that was it <laughs> yeah. and you wouldn't have been able to see the other side which would have been very disappointing but yeah it had, it had snowed a couple of weeks before and it was cold enough that the snow was still lying around on the ground so cool. um yeah no, it was cool drop um, snowballs over the edge or anything um i actually didn't even pick up any snow wow no it would mean it just turned ice yeah it was um it, it was, was sort of half melted but no it was warm during the day but it actually got pretty cold at night it got down got down below zero at night um and i got out and i took some photos of the stars which is good because um it was like at the grand canyon village it's very very dark at night there's not really any street lights around mm-hmm. so it was actually quite quite good to actually be able to look up at the sky and see a huge number of stars cool. which was nice but from the northern hemisphere perspective rather than <laughs> south um Filling up with petrol when I was driving a car was really gas. interesting. Yes, yes, yeah. In Why? the states, they have a um, they have a special thing on the petrol dispenser that basically seals it into the um, yeah. into the around petrol the tank around the, the edge oh. and recollects any fumes that come out. Well, that's quite wow. clever, which is interesting. Yeah. And um, and so basically, it's to prevent air pollution. Yeah. And there but was, you'd also be able to recycle that, presumably. It's yeah, I think petrol, they do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that made me think, like, when you fill up with petrol here in New Zealand, that all these fumes are escaping and, and polluting the atmosphere. Yeah, but if you think about how many yes, cars we, there are in New Zealand yeah, versus exactly, how many cars exactly. there are in the US. And, and there, is a, there was a sign on the, on the gas pumps there saying, don't, when when you're when it's automatically switched off because you filled up the tank, mm. don't pull don't it out it and try and get right. some more in because then you're allowing the um, the fumes to escape and it's mm. really bad for the environment. Mm. So, so what they say is take it out and straight away close it up rather than just letting it dribble for a couple. Well, of seconds. when you fill up the tank and it clicks off, yeah. when it's full. It's that's same. the it's end. Full. Take it away. Don't try and get some more into your tank by just manually triggering it as. Some people. Yeah, but I guess the, the thing here is that sometimes, depending on the angle that you've got it in, uh, it it yeah. it says it's shut, it's finished, but it's not. Well, that's that's true. Isn't but how it, much more are you going to fit in? But from but the typically, point of view, but, I have actually have no idea. But Never typically, been. if I'm at a petrol pump and I've got a really good price because I've got a discount, I'll try and fit as much petrol into okay. the tank as oh, possible. So you're saying filling it up, filling it up beyond, filling it yeah, 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 okay, right. So that so you ended uh, up with petrol so you're actually putting before? way too much probably. petrol into your tank. Okay, probably. So I've 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 become aware of that. And I'm not going to do that anymore. Do they have signs up at the petrol stations there that say "Don't use cell phones"? I don't know. Still, don't because know. you still see those in New Zealand, mm. even though. Well, even though it's been disproved, yes, yes. That, yeah, like ten years ago or something. Mm. Speed limits in the US are interesting. <laughs> <laughs> They're basically ignored. Oh really? Oh, really? Yeah. But they're also in imaginary made-up numbers, so well, who knows what the hell's going on? So, well, the speed limits are interesting. Like so, on the freeway, 
Yeah, well, they're miles per hour, right? So on the freeway, the, the limits varied anywhere from, say, 55 to 75. Oh. So 75 miles an hour is pretty fast. What is that in real uh, oh, that's that's like about 135 no. kilometers an hour. Oh, so like, like normal speed. Well, okay, you might drive that path fast. Uh, hang on, let me just do the actual conversion. Sure no, because the speed limits in the UK are 70. Um, yeah, but nobody drives that speed either. So, oh, 75 is 120. Yeah, I mean, oh, that, right, so you, people would okay. easily be driving yeah, on yeah. a motorway. So. The uh, so I was driving from Las Vegas to the Grand Canyon, and the speed limit there was seventy five. Well, nobody did seventy five. It was more like eighty five or ninety wow. miles an hour, and the, just the distances are just so huge that. Yeah. But it's uh, a lot quite long straight roads a lot of the oh, time, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, like which is actually almost more dangerous because you sort of well, goes off. I'm just driving in a straight line. You're not doing anything. Well, I guess there is that, but one hundred and forty. Uh, it's yeah. pushing the limits of what I would comfortably do in New Zealand. Mm. I mean, I w- I'm saying I wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't do 140, not for very long. Well, I, I think you're I think you're risking getting caught if you do that. Well, but of in the are. US, there's just no cops around. Yeah. Well, Everybody's bigger space hoofing it. And yeah. Um, yeah. So what's our speed limit here? Our speed limit well, is 100. 100. Right, which is really but with a with a margin of error depending on whether it's a public holiday or not. So you can yeah. go 110. Yeah, technically. Well, not technically. You can go 110 and, and not get a ticket. Yeah. Right. But we were like... Right, which is basically... And that's the speed limit in the mm. UK, 70. But we were surprised, like, when we got to LA, we yeah. got a taxi to take us to our hotel that he was doing 80 miles an hour down the freeway at night and thought, fuck, this is fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then after I drove for a while, I thought, well, actually, no, that's just normal. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that was interesting. Hmm. Uh we had an amazing experience in a in um, a place called. Can't be that amazing. Oh, I can't no. remember. San. Oh. No, I can't remember it now. But anyway, um, the the claim to fame of this town was that there was an alleyway that had bubble gum on the wall, and people had been putting bubble gum on the wall for years, and it had grown incredibly oh, thick. God. <laughs> people putting all their bubble gum That's on the wall. That's disgusting. Oh was, my god. It's kind of disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yes. How did you go in? I mean, did you get close well, to it, or well, you we wanted like to get photos. Yeah, standing way back and yeah. just yeah. Yeah, no, no, it was pretty gross. It sounds very so, American. It's probably yeah. quite insulting to my, to our American listeners if we have any left. But uh, and we went to um, we went and saw Penn and Teller um, yeah, when we were in Las Vegas. And... We saw Penn and Teller after the show. <laughs> yes, yeah. so we got we got photos of Penn yeah, and Teller. We didn't ask him for show. an interview because we're. Oh, the, there was no that. way that that was going to happen. I mean, they just go out and they meet the fans. and, sure. and, and every now and then hundreds they meet of people they around hang and... out with and they go and take them for bacon burgers after the show. Right. Yeah, well, okay. I would have asked. Well, Nathan, you can oh. go to Las Vegas and try that out and see whether what you're will? the one person who is Maybe so amazingly interesting that they would I'm pretty interesting. pick you out to... And, how, and whether you were able to convey that interestingness to them in the two minutes we have mutual friends as well which is an in so <laughs> okay yes i suppose you could say well i'm a magician yeah so the, their show was really good they um they did a a trick where they had um somebody's cell phone from the audience um they put it behind the cut cutouts no, no encased in a fish oh the fish one yeah yeah 
Did they do the bullet catch? No. Oh, that's what the best one. No, no. So, yeah, no, it was, it was really good. Really good. Um, a friend of mine went to Penn & Teller when she was in the States, and she was there for the bullet catch, and she was the one that went up on stage because they asked if anyone was from, they always asked if anyone in the military or police, and she'd been in the military. Right. So she got to go up on stage and do the inspect the bullet thing mm-hmm. while they were doing it. It's really cool. Interesting. Uh, so you did talk to them afterwards briefly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah just briefly. I mean, just, just enough to get a photo. A, a say, photo. hey, we're yeah. skeptics from New Zealand. Can you be on my podcast? No, we said it's Susan's birthday. Oh, wow. Because that's important Birthday Susan. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, tell her I wished her happy birthday. I guess that's pretty cool. Yes, exactly. Uh, I discovered I'm good at spotting hookers. Good. Yeah. And um, when we're in Hawaii. Prostitutes? Yeah, prostitutes. Okay. There's a hooker an offensive term. I don't know. I mean, it's just... I probably would have said prostitutes. prostitutes. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, so first but you night, say this, first... but are you as good at spotting prostitutes as people think they are at spotting toupees? <laughs> oh, no, well, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, well, let know, me explain how okay. I. Uh, so, how so, did you demon- yeah, prove this? Okay, so, uh, wandering down the street the first night, we were in Honolulu, and I saw these women who were dressed kind of um, in a way that made me think that, ah, they're, they look like they're hookers. But I had no other evidence to suggest that that was the case. Anyway, I went for a walk. Uh, a couple of nights later, On saw the own? same woman, yes, dressed exactly the same way. And so I thought, ah, oh, maybe they are. So I hung around for a while and watched and observed them <laughs> <laughs> and observed their behavior to see exactly and based who on they that, were you made approaching. An assumption about oh, well, they, their, were, their no, they, were, they were approaching um, older Asian men and walking alongside them and propositioning them mm-hmm. and. Uh, and they weren't successful in the ten minutes that I watched them. So What's the status ground... on, on um, prostitution in the US? Ah, it's it's probably a, a, it's probably a misdemeanor, I suppose, and probably the police turned a blind eye to it. But um, I was I was um, disappointed by the number, the lack of evangelists on the streets. I thought that going to the US, I'd be constantly approached by evangelists wanting to share the gospel with me. And, and there uh, weren't no, any? No, no. Well, well, I mean, there was... They don't need to. They've got big churches. I was going to say, did you go to any mega churches while you were there? No, 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 I avoided those. Um, I did see did see some Jehovah's Witnesses a couple of times. There lots of Jehovah's Witnesses around. Well, they had their, they had their stands out and their pamphlets, and oh, they yeah. obviously were... Um, couldn't, well, be bo- couldn't be bothered confronting them. That's not super exciting because they come and hang out outside the library just about every week. So. Ah, okay. Do you With go and talk to them? In, no. I need to tell them to fuck off away from the windows. Right. <laughs> they're blocking the light. No, it's just if they're standing right next to the front door of the library, then they're accosting everyone as they come into the right. library. And I think that's right. crossing the that's line. So I tell them to go and move yeah. away into the square yeah. so that people can walk okay. past without being assaulted. And, and my a, boss agrees, so I get a funny story I have. Okay, funny stories. And when we were in Hawaii, we um, hired mopeds for the day. And um, anyway, we got the, that. And the guy who was um, selling us the moped hire um, said, "Oh, do you guys? Do you guys? Um, oh, we told him we were from New Zealand, and he said, "Oh, do you guys have dot coms, dot com addresses in New Zealand?" And basically, he was asking whether we had the same internet in New Zealand, whether we could actually 
Uh, whether we could access dot com sites. Yeah. yeah. So he had oh, this kind God. of weird misconception about how the internet in the US was different from the internet in New Zealand and well, to be sure. fair, these guys have all those weird addresses with extra bits on the end. <laughs> to be fair, all of the stuff, the low, I mean, God, I've just got back from Japan and, you know, my uh, my internet turned Japanese, my Twitter oh, stream, yeah, yeah. all the promoted tweets were in Japanese. Oh, right. And it's it, it's amazing Japan, how much the location yeah. stuff, as soon as it goes, oh, oh you're yeah, in, yeah. in Japan, therefore right. I'm going to shove everything in Japanese. Right. And there were there was kind of just stuff that you know, it, websites I wanted to visit, and I'm like, oh, oh it's You didn't try thing. doing it with an anonymous browser? No. Know, call well, it? it's probably because you you have clicked yes to I'll share my location. Yeah. yeah. In the browser, and if you turn that off, then it would probably yeah. Yeah. And most of the time, that's useful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But obviously, so not when you don't speak the language. <laughs> no, no. Well, if you were looking for a Burger King. You typed in Burger King, it would show you a we Burger King. We wouldn't have found it because <laughs> well, I'm not might... sure. There were, there were plenty of McDonald's in, yeah. in, certainly in Tokyo, but where we went to the other place, there was nothing. Right. Other fast food restaurants are available. Anyway, so yes, had a good oh, time. Sounds and, like um, fun. Had some um, interesting experiences. Didn't go to any skeptics in the pubs or anything like that? Met no. any other skeptics or no. go to hang out with um, the SGUs? Oh, well, uh, yeah. Former SGUs. Yes, went and um, we spent the evening when we were in San Francisco. One evening we went and had uh, dinner with uh, Rebecca Watson and Adam Isaac for the evening and um, had homemade pizzas at their apartment and met the cats. And then met the cats and then drank quite a lot of wine. Drank too much wine and I was. hmm. And And actually. No, 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 we had an Uber driver. Oh, yeah. But the, the Uber driver had to pull over on the way home for me. Right. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Letting the side down, bro. Kiwi's uh, supposed to be good at drinking. Right. Yes. Well, well, we found some New Zealand wine, oh. at, which we took. Um, we found some New Zealand wine at um, the CBS. Nice. Isn't that like a pharmacy? It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, a pharmacy that sells groceries and stuff as well. So. Yeah. Yes. Okay. A bit weird. America, so yes, that was it was weird. that was fun. Uh, so yes, I've lots of fun experiences. What are you looking at? Susie's <coughs> so just I'm checking just the nutritional his, information yeah, on my, my sports Nathan's going to be um, bouncing out of here, having just drunk a can of V, and now he's moved on to his fluorescent E2 liquid energy. Doesn't have any actual added caffeine or anything like that. It's just got vitamins in it. It's just a convenient bottle that I quite like the taste of. So oh, rather than buying a bottle disgusting. of water, I buy one of these and then I can refill it and use it later. Right. Because environment. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be better to <laughs> have, to a, have a bottle that you actually reused? I am going to reuse it. No, no, but reuse all the time. As in I do, the... normally, but I've lost it. Lost oh, I see. Okay. Well, so you'd this be is, amazed. This is your new recycle bottle. Yeah. Be amazed what ends up growing in it. What in the this stuff? Yeah, well, just in you, the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely pseudomonad biofilms and stuff. Gorgeous. <sighs> End up a bit slimy. That's fine. That, that, I'm just saying. But are they dangerous to your health? I don't know, actually. Oh, I'll um, give you my next bottle when it gets all mouldy. Please and you do. Can... Yeah, I'd love to know what's in it. But presumably, if you wash them out. Yeah. Not, not just put water in it and keep putting water in it. I mean, no, it's actually amazing what grows. It. Yeah, even rinsing really? and washing it. Yeah. Right. Why is it the plastic itself? But what about if you bleached it? Oh, well, yeah. Then you kill, kill stuff. Yeah. yeah, but I would imagine that nobody Most bleaches bleach their, their bottles. bottles. Right. I'd bleach it if I saw mould in it. 
yes, okay. but at what point does it has it is it grown enough that yeah. you will actually see it? Hmm. Oh, just that's well, an interesting not died yet. Thing. No, I, I so, wasn't. I was just saying no. stuff grows in it. They might have shortened your life though. <laughs> <laughs> My life's not that. Anyway, great. let's move on. Okay, so just a bit of fluff news. Um, Chris Rock, you probably saw this if you're on Facebook or on the internet at all. Chris Rock sold his daughter's Girl Scout cookies at the Oscars, which is relevant <laughs> because the Girl Scouts are the one. Are uh, Girl Guides? I always get them mixed up. Girl Scouts are, I'm pretty sure, the ones that um, told the GMO scaremongers to fuck off, um, and they proudly used GMOs or GMO ingredients in their cookies. So it was quite funny to see this happening at the Oscars. Um, Chris Rock was said something along the lines of, uh, you know, he wasn't at home with his daughter and his daughter was selling Girl Guide biscuits and would everyone be interested in buying some? And he sold... Now, I've got an annoying plug-in on my thing that's supposed to correct currencies. Damn it. And this is telling me that it's 58,000 euros because the settings are always wrong. Yeah. But it was something like $60,000 worth of Girl Scout cookies. This is 65,000 US. 65,000 US. Wow. Which is... That's a lot of cookies. Options. I've got this great one that I told you about before, which changes... um, um... Donald Trump to Donald (laughs) Trump. Everyone's got that one. Uh, No, it changes... um, just kind of words that are often misused, like incredible and you know, thingy <laughs> yeah, yeah. breaking and stuff. Uh, and I forget about battled. it. Yeah, and I and I kind of forget about it <laughs> sometimes, and I'm like, what? That's not right. Because yeah. <laughs> it um, does it give you an indication that it's actually translated the word? Like, no, sixty-five thousand dollars. There it is. Which is ninety-five thousand New Zealand. And then if you go this, so the website I found, uh, which is etonline.com, has a great series of of tweets and pictures of. Things like Leonardo DiCaprio just about to bite into a cocky with this delighted look on his face to rival the, the look on his face when he got his Oscar. <laughs> and like Morgan Freeman wanders, wanders up on stage and grabs a cocky out of someone's box and then wanders off again. I like the one of, um, who's that? Somebody's sharing them with them. There's, there's people sharing them across the aisles. That's funny. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, a bit of... A little bit of humour and hooray for Girl Scout biscuits. I still have yet to try any. You didn't get buy any Girl Scout biscuits while you were there, did you? You've never, had... never tried a Girl Guide biscuit. Not a Girl Guide, a Girl Scout. Oh. Are they the well, same thing? I don't know. No, completely really. different. Well, like guiding is a separate and... organisation yeah, from yeah, yeah, the yeah, Scout organisation. Talking about Girl Scouts. The... But American do the boys ones. do it too? No. I don't think so. Why don't the boys no. sell them? Because, because it's not a boy thing. It's a girl thing. Oh, that's me told. Yep, you're right. <clears throat> probably actually is. Um, I don't it's know, probably but... the historical origins yeah. of the girls selling cookies. Which is actually, it's a really good thing to do, I think, because you get these really clever entrepreneurial types that set up their um, their their stands out in front of the... Um, Library? The cannabis no. dispensaries, you know. <laughs> And they just have a table outside and just sell thousand dollars worth of cookies, you know. Oh, Evie and I made cookies for the first time yesterday, so um, should. Uh... It's the first time you've ever made cookies. Yeah. You think by now you'd have, I don't know. Made no? some. Never, never made cookies. Never made... No, I've made. You mean 
you, you're like talking about biscuits. Stuff. Yeah, right. I, I don't make biscuits. I do cakes okay. and brownies oh, and all those sorts oh, of things. Okay. This was the first time we ever made biscuits. We made them yesterday because we were doing a MasterChef challenge. Right. Evie's got completely and utterly obsessed with MasterChef Australia. Okay. It's just fantastic. Okay. Because now actually she's interested in trying foods that she didn't want to try. Wow, before. that's great. And so last night she was eating prawns and we made this amazing dessert which involved us baking cookies which was quite wow good job anyway so i can't express how important this is because she's a super taster and really Mm, like tastes almost frighten her new taste frighten her because they're so extreme she's like me if only if only nathan's mum had done this yeah 30 years ago (laughs) and the only reason we got into it was because she really likes heston blumenthal and um, he was Whoever on. He's an amazing it's chef, chef. Okay. and he um, he did this great program where he basically supersized foods and did all sorts of things, like made made them bigger. made made biscuits that were like the size of I don't know I mean like I don't meters. Mm, right. Anyway, so she really enjoyed his show, and he noticed Stephen noticed that he was going to be on, like doing a one of the things on MasterChef Australia. So he taped it, and then Evie was just like hooked. <laughs> so we've all been watching MasterChef. And so she might be a chef then. She's certainly interested in food now, and so we've Excellent. been doing some mystery box challenges and stuff. Mm, good job. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so moving on to Pub Talk. Now, apparently, for Pub Talk, we're talking about Craig's birthday. It doesn't sound very interesting. No offence. Uh, but perhaps you can clarify uh, for me. Well, okay, so <laughs> I had my birthday recently. I turned... 50, which was the reason for the uh, trip. Big holiday. Oh, yes, big see. holiday. So get it all out of your system before you die, basically. <laughs> well, of... no, but I'm <laughs> not going to week. die because I read recently somewhere that the sure predictions are that if you're alive in 30 years, oh. then there's a good chance that you could be alive in 1,000 years. Wow. Which I from the basis of from now, you from say now, thirty years from yes. now. If you're still so alive, if you're still alive thirty years from you now, might be able to live for you might be thousand. able to live for a thousand. Yeah, I call bullshit. On that. Yeah, but you'll be like eighty. You really want to be eighty for, for a thousand years? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, well, I, mean. I will be eighty, but somebody who's twenty today will be my age. Yeah, but do you care and... about them? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, we thought this would be a good discussion for Why is it looking at me suddenly? <laughs> what? No, it was oh, just, no. just looking at me at random. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so living. Well, so the basis of this is that yeah, so there is going thing. to be uh, advances in me- medical technology in the next mm-hmm. thirty years that will essentially mean that if you want to live essentially forever, then um, then it would be possible. Okay. So. Is it going to involve nanotechnology? If it doesn't involve nanotechnology, I don't think I'd buy it. I think in order to live longer than well, it's thirty years, years away, away, so we don't know what the technology is going to be. You can't. Well, then how do they know? Thirty years, but uh, on the basis of the progress of technology, so they're extrapolating, what, extrapolating from the ever increasing pace of change. Uh-huh. That thirty years from now, it's likely that. Uh, problems that cause humans to die might well have been solved. Right. Problems like the cell cells aging and, yep. and not being able to. So so maybe anymore. maybe in thirty years time there will be technology that allows you to essentially replace 
parts of your body that have worn out. Right. Or maybe... Or convince yourselves that they're all young again and that they can keep replicating. Yeah, or maybe um, you can replace your brain or augment your brain in some way that you like have this technology. Robot, well, no, but somehow you, you have something that goes into your brain that is um, a technology that allows it to basically replicate the state of your brain yeah. and so uh and then, and then say externalize your consciousness sure. okay right so in in that regard even if your body dies because you've somehow externalized your consciousness you then alive. you are still alive <clears throat> so you're talking about in a sort of virtual reality or in a robot mm-hmm. or a clone mm-hmm. or, or, or maybe like then you could then transfer that consciousness into another body <gasps> i don't know Ooh. That'd be awesome. Oh, I don't like sounds like that. Awesome because you could pack too. Oh, right. What about the body you're putting it into? What about their consciousness? Well, well it's the, a clone. It's been specifically so grown be, for that purpose. They'd be grown without a brain. Yeah. Without without a conscious brain. Or that have been brain, right. you know, sequestered in a in a <laughs> in the body facility, farm. convinced that in a body oh, farm that they're yeah. going to be sent to an island when they when they. See, I just I just call bullshit on all of this stuff. Partly because I just, I mean, we can't even, as a species, cope with what's going on right now, right? We can't deal with the number of people we have, mm. with feeding them, with all of this kind of stuff. Well, like, well okay, but, hell... but, but so you're, you're calling bullshit on it because of the consequences of implementing this technology would be devastating for the world. Yeah, well, mainly and right. and pa- partly based on the fact that just our, our but how how would you prevent? Are... But how? But you wouldn't be able to prevent rich people from implementing this technology. No, that's true. If if they even if there were laws against it in most first world countries, there will be some third world country that that wants to exploit rich people. That that no. That rich w- people wish to exploit <laughs> well, yeah, for the purposes of their own. It'll be a mutual exploitation. I think so, but okay. So, so the so res- it could happen though, right? But, all things are raised vaguely plausible, at least. Yes. Well, from our naive technological perspective, yeah. like so, I learned the other day, I think, listening to the SGU that um, you could have a mechanical heart, but mechanical hearts basically destroy blood cells right because they presumably the the pumps actually are because they're mechanical and got sharp mm. edges and stuff are mm. actually really bad for the blood yeah but, the, but a lot that's of the problem, a design problem isn't no it? but a lot of problem actually well, so one of the big problem with all of these implantable devices and stuff is actually we can't stop microbes from growing on them right. and colonizing them and then basically ultimately making them fail yeah because yeah. they so, so, get full of gunk yet. and right. yet. So maybe right. there's a well, material. <laughs> but you need to be drinking your miracle miracle <laughs> mineral solution to, to But you know the but, oh, so again I call bullshit on the fact that, you know, we're kind of running out of antibiotics, that all this is gonna impact on yeah, on medicine. Well, so we hmm. so I don't Unless know. Unless we come up with something alternative to it. Right, which is uh, so but also so what led on from this very small discussion this morning was actually how um, essentially nature might find a way to <laughs> circumvent our best plans. And it feels mm. like it's happening at the moment with the Zika virus. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, the that Zika was a, virus. That, Zika was a, virus. that was a smooth segue. Wasn't it? 
How, what's that virus and again, Nathan? So Zerka now virus. we can talk about Animal 6. <laughs> can we? So first of all, do you want to tell us what the Zerka virus is? <laughs> there is no Zerka virus. Okay. Well, what is Zerka though? That's, oh no, that's, isn't that from um, Toy Story? Yes. Is it? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, no, Zerk. Zerk. Zerk was the evil yeah. um, monster he had, that they had to defeat in the no, video it's game. it's a circus. Yeah. Zerka circus. No, 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 but look yeah. up Zerk. Okay, but I'm not saying Zerk. Zerk or something. Zerk. Um, yeah. yeah, so this is, well, so it's kind of really interesting in the moment, right? There's this virus that was only really recently picked up as being scary. So uh, it's So was been, it known about before? It was first discovered in like the 40s and 50s. The first real big outbreak was sort of more like maybe 2009 or something. And then there was an outbreak in the Pacific in 2012, 2013. But last year it made its way to Brazil. And in Brazil, it has just gone completely bonkers. So it's a virus that is ma- mainly spread by mosquito bite. And so mosquitoes pick up the virus from the blood of somebody who has it circulating. And then the particular species of mosquito that are causing a big problem in um, in Brazil are the ones that feed, uh, they feed before they're about to lay a, a batch of eggs. But some species of mosquito only lay one batch of eggs and this one lays up to about five. And then it, so it feeds more times. So it then takes that virus and uh, essentially gives it to the next person that it feeds on. Hmm. Right. right. And so then it's actually not really known what the numbers are. There were estimates that, you know, in the in the six, last six months of last year, um, when it had been circulating, it had infected like half a million people or something. Um, and then it only became scary because they noticed this association with babies being born with small brains. And, uh, and so it's so, small brains, not small heads. So well, they they so that as a consequence, they have small heads. Oh, so they okay. basically have, but but it's essentially a problem with their brain development. Right. So is that a thing that as the brain grows, the the skull gets bigger? To I accommodate have no it? idea. Oh, okay. But but the thing is that it's basically about brain development, and they end up with a small, but and they they have a small head as well. And presumably, those that means that they are intellectually. Challenged. It depends on the on the level. So right. some people are okay, others are not. Uh, so and it was a kind of really interesting thing because it's been sort of like, well, you know, it's kind of been in Brazil, and now it's in because the mosquitoes are widespread and the number of people who have the virus. Because when you have the virus, only about one in five have symptoms, and it's not a big deal. You just have a fever. This is why it hasn't been bothered with before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those people travel and so they move it from other places. And if you get somebody traveling to somewhere or enough people traveling to somewhere that have the mosquitoes that can transmit it, if they then got fed on by those mosquitoes, then it starts circulating there as well. So it's now in over 30 countries around the Americas and around the Pacific. Um, and, and then in response, there's been lots of this kind of, well, you know, it's just an association and actually it's genetically modified mosquitoes, it's pesticides, it's all these other things that it turns out, um, that actually the, and you know, they're right, it was an association, but there's like just in the last week, there's been two papers submitted showing that in the lab, the virus can basically destroy neuronal stem cells. Um, And there's been a report from the CDC on some American women who had obviously traveled during pregnancy to a country, picked it up and then come back. And now they've been reporting on what's happened to their pregnancies. And I saw this morning that there's just been um, 
a paper in the New England Journal of Medicine that's also looked now at a cohort of women in Brazil and looked at the outcome of their pregnancies. And it's really bloody terrifying. So they either miscarry or they end up with babies who, a, a large proportion end up with babies that have this um, thing. And so it's just kind of interesting that nature has thrown this thing quite suddenly, essentially, at us. Uh, and But it's something that impacts on our reproduction, right? And, and so it's in this 30 odd countries. It was just reported again this week that, so one of the things they don't know is what mosquitoes can pick it up, right, and carry it. And so one of the first calls for studies was, you know, lab studies saying, can you infect different species of mosquitoes? And so again, just last week, there was a paper saying that there's another much more common species of mosquito that in the lab can be made to carry it. Um, so they don't know whether that means it will transmit it. Um, but this mosquito so is also the exact same virus without being modified. Yeah, so they've just taken the they've taken the 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 virus, put it in some mosquito cells, um, and then basically popped it into sheep's blood, and then and then essentially given it to this, mm-hmm. um, given it to the mosquitoes, and the mosquitoes can take it, and they can end up with it in their salivary glands, which is kind of where it needs to be in order to be injected during mm-hmm. feeding. And so, but but for of relevance to us in New Zealand, so we've been you know saying that well we don't have the species of mosquito that are currently the ones that are causing the problem, but we do have this species, and we have people here who have the infection because they've come over from countries that have it. Um, and in our backyard, we've got Tonga and Samoa and American Samoa that are having, that are part of this sort of thing that are going on at the moment. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, and what I, if this particular um, virus, like what are the consequences of this long term, hmm. right? If you can't, I mean, can you eradicate it? I don't know, in 30 odd countries, um, you know, are they, is there enough? He's saying you, it's sort of a pedal's well, box. It's a bit late to try. I just, I just wonder. Again, yeah, or... I, I wonder. And presumably, they could potentially develop a vaccine for it. Right, but I think that's a long way away. Right. You know, and it's also one of. You've been watching the right TV programs. They develop a vaccine <laughs> within a few days. You're right. Sorry, I haven't. <laughs> but it's also, you know, that that, I mean, something like Ebola, right, which scared everybody, but there was a vaccine pretty quickly. That was a Within vaccine a they were already so. working on, right. though, wasn't it? Exactly. There were about five different vaccine candidates that were had already done most of their animal work and were ready for mm. human trials. This is a virus that really only a handful of people around the world have been working on, and really only because they were interested in them. They'd never had any money for them. It was just work being done on the side of right. other projects. Right. So, so what are the other alternative then would be if there was some sort of treatment? Right. But again, I mean you don't we don't you don't know enough about how it causes disease. Right. right? Um how does it cross the blood-brain barrier? How does it cross the placenta? How does it, you know, what does it do when it gets into it the baby? Would have to, would have to, to get into the brain right, of exactly, the baby. Exactly. Oh, okay, that's pretty, um, yeah. pretty intense then. It is incredibly intense. I've, and yeah, and and it, yeah, it's transmitted sexually. There's been a few cases of that. Don't know how long people stay infectious for. Kind of amazing. Hmm. So this one feels like actually almost scarier than Ebola. Actually, yeah, I was gonna say it sounds pretty terrifying because it's mosquitoes that carry it, so it's not this is not you know, it's not person to person contact, no, right, right, with a foe that we've already basically had, we are unable, you know, we can't control malaria, so how are we going to be able to control this? Mm. Okay, um, and I just wonder well, by killing all the mosquitoes would, would be one way, so mm. so can they detect that the person has become infected while they're pregnant? 
And would that be a reason for somebody to have an abortion? Right. So of the cases in the US, they had six women who um, they who tested positive who'd all, they think, been infected in the first trimester of pregnancy, so their first three months, because that was when they had been traveling. And so of those six women, two of them had miscarriages, two of them had an abortion, at least one because the scans at 20 weeks had shown the baby's brains weren't normal. Right. And then one was born with a baby with the microcephaly, and one of them is still pregnant. Right. So um, okay. yeah. So but that's that. So that's so that raises another interesting thing, and also kind of around the religious side, right? A lot of these countries that have this issue um, yeah. have fuck all access to abortion and contraception. So you're talking about and, the US. Well, I'm talking about all around the Americas, right? The I mean, US just, does almost fall into that category. But well, it? yeah. But it's kind of interesting. And women have, you know, the advice is for women has been don't get pregnant in the next two years. Well, mm-hmm. how the hell are you going to do that if you have no access to contraception? Abstinence. Um, yeah. Right. Abstinence, that totally works. As if that works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and even, so the case we've had in New Zealand just this last week was a, a suspected sexual transmission. So somebody has come over from an infected country, a man, because um, all the cases we know of so far have been men transmitting it to women. It's not to say women can't transmit it to men, but anyway, so the advice is if you've, exactly, um, or men to men, if you have been in a country with Zika, that um, when you travel home, that you use condoms for everything. And this is where I got the opportunity. For everything? Well, you know, for... Like cooking and <laughs> driving. And... For all forms of penetrative sex. This right. is where I bottled that. Is that including anal out. sex, right. Susie? This is where I bottled out of saying anal sex on live TV the other day. You but um, I know. I did it on the radio. Yeah, well, I felt comfortable with that. What, anal sex? On the radio. Well, they yeah. can't tell if you go red on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't that. I was all geared up to do it. And what I had, what happened was I had forgotten to ask the producer if it was okay to anal sex. And then when I sat down on the sofa, just ready to do this on breakfast TV, I suddenly said to the presenter, oh, am I allowed to say anal sex? And their kind of faces were like, I have no idea. So they sort of started typing to ask the producer. And the lady I was talking to was like, why don't we just say penetrative sex? And I was like, okay, that's fine. So we start the interview. And then halfway through the interview, the other presenter thrusts a piece of paper at me that says in big letters, you can say anal sex. And it completely, he lost my train of thought and then was like ah <laughs> kind of flustered and didn't say it anyway but um oh, yeah so, but this is the thing right so the advice is for men who are traveling back from countries you know to use condoms and yet we this is clearly not hmm. happening so this um, could actually be a grand conspiracy by world governments for population control that would Telling not surprise not me. That was one pregnant. of the that was one of the things coming up. What's interesting though about one of the conspiracy things, right? Um, about the cause is that actually one of the potential solutions, probably one of the best potential solutions, is going to be these genetically modified, modified mosquitoes. mosquitoes that won't carry, or you know, that can basically wipe out the mosquito populations or mm. help to massively control them. Uh, and people are all like, "No, you're release, you're releasing the virus into the population," even though actually those tend to release male mosquitoes and male mosquitoes can't carry it and they don't well they don't feed so yeah they don't bite you do they mm. but yeah so i so uh, but I... people are also up in arms about uh, about the environmental consequences of destroying yeah an entire species, an entire species. Uh, well that's yes, certainly as, serious and questions that needs to be asked yeah. but here's the thing right so what 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 does this actually mean for us mm. as a microbiologist i'm actually kind of scared about this one Oh, shit. Yeah. 
Susie's scared. I'm scared. I'm, I'm, I'm right, kind of but it could be a good thing because if because it kills it wipes off, the human race, it, it, and it, the, the planet's yeah, going to survive. Right, but if we have no new births, then it's all the old people who are going to hang around, and there won't be the population problem. Of, <laughs> so when we get to live for a thousand years, <laughs> hang on, who, who's going who's gonna... to? <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're going to. Um, I think gonna, we've just gonna, solved the world's population problems here. You think it's okay? The robot well, won't matter Robots because okay. um, the technology will allow us to like clone new bodies and we'll all be youthful, youthful bodies. But Actually, I just watched um, Ex Machina on the plane. Oh, oh my god! Oh, whatever it is, I don't want the robots taking over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just a good movie. It's an excellent movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I think the Zika no problem solved. Bloody terrifying. But you're right, it might solve our problem for how we live Well, forever. it will be interesting, though, to, to see whether people firstly pay attention to the um, don't get pregnant for two years thing. Was... And and then if it does happen, there will be this population yeah. blip mm. of, of mm. Um, decrease in births for two years. And yeah, but why two years? I mean, what, if, we are, if we aren't going to be able to get rid of the mosquitoes, what, yeah, that, so sure, five, sure. two I mean, years, we might have the, a therapy or something? That's I mean, just well, the, the initial a, advice. But maybe people Careful. say, well, oh, well, in two years' time, oh, we don't have any solution for it, so it'll get extended, and then it'll be like this five- mm-hmm. or ten-year blip in, in decreased population. Well, I guess the question is how many women will have a successful Put teachers out of and... um, work. And... <laughs> yeah. Oh, it just, it, kinda, oh, it just feels a bit bloody terrifying, actually. So, there you go, folks. Official word from the microbiologist. It's Be the scared. end of the world. Very scared. It's the end of the world. <laughs> Get pregnant As we now. Know it. But actually, one I of the... feel fine. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, one of the things that was funny, right? So the so one the advice the... the advice is abstain or use condoms, right? right? And so when I was asked for advice, I I kind of said this is what people are saying: abstain or use condoms. But I. Pretty sure I made it clear that I thought abstinence was not going to be a viable way. When we know this, right, for various people who have abstained and still managed to get pregnant. Um, yes. So the, but I think it was stuff maybe ran with the headline. You know, experts say abstain from sex for six months. Like, <laughs> no, but they did uh, to give them their dues. They did illustrate the story with a picture of a condom. So <laughs> maybe they're just confused about the word. Abs. But I think obviously, I think it was just a obviously use condoms headline. for six right. months is not the. Whereas actually, I'd like you know, I'd like it to be used for more than six months. But anyway, hmm. right? Yeah, kind of interesting. Okay. Oh, that was that was a good talk. <laughs> Which means we're moving on to Woo Zealand, and Ponsonby Cafe is offering electromagnetic field therapy. I'm not even sure I know what I'm at the EMF uh, there. Was that EFT? I'm not sure they will know what it is either. This okay. is from today's Sunday Star Times. An Auckland cafe. That's a newspaper, is it? It is a newspaper. Okay. A physical. It's also available online. Yeah, it's like paper. It's cool. Um, an Auckland cafe is trying out a new and electrifying way to conduct business. Um, for conduct. 40... <laughs> <laughs> for $45 an hour. Uh, How much? Cu- wait, just you wait. Okay, I'm... That's Customers have their chance to have electromagnetic fields maintained with a delicate electric shock. So basically, for forty-five dollars, you sit in their back room in a chair, um, when they basically hook you up to the eLife electric field therapy machine. This should have been my. This is my dubious device. I'm just. I'm just okay. mixing it all in together. Oh no! Um, We're going off script, everybody. Uh, and basically, this. Um, 
gently embraces the user with a layer of negative ions and electrons to improve your energy flow. This is the great to see Mark Hanna from the Society for Science-Based Healthcare, uh, basically call it quackery. SPM, isn't it? Science-Based uh, Medicine? No, science, Science-Based Healthcare. Okay. Um, and uh, he's saying that even though the device has got a med-safe med tick of approval, this means it basically won't kill you doesn't actually mean it will do anything effective um and so there you go speaking of which <gasps> speaking of which in the u.s things that are all the rage in shopping malls at the moment are these places that are oxygen therapy oh, bars and are they so actually oxygen therapy bars or just oxygen bars because those are just a legitimate oh, thing of oh. just going and having some oxygen and feeling better well that's what they're doing they're basically you pay your money and you go and suck up the oxygen um, for a while yeah. and and also built into the same yeah, thing as a, an aqua therapy uh, massage thing where yeah. you actually get into this machine and get inside this um, plastic suit right and then you get blasted with mm. uh, water which is meant to massage you well okay. i must say rather that than the, than, <laughs> than than the oxygen than, well but also than a person or you know you might actually break something mm. yeah um hmm Yes. Well, there you go. Ponsonby Cafe. Yes. <laughs> Why so am I not surprised it's, it's in Ponsonby? Yeah. It's going to be doing um, a great, uh, a great bit of business. Sure. Mm. Oh, well. um, there's a little "What's It Like" box where reporter Nicole Lawton went along, and she says um, that basically the health, uh, although the health benefits may be dubious, it definitely does what it says. It runs a low-strength electric current through your body. If that right. makes you nervous. Probably not the treatment for you. Did it um, say anything about people with pacemakers? Or... No, it doesn't say anything like that. Uh, yeah, so there you go. She says, and at the end, well, I could still feel a vague tingle from the effects of the current, but nothing obviously innovating. Mm. So, Good. Go. Well, it's almost vaguely sceptical from <laughs> almost. a reporter. <laughs> the things people will pay money for. Indeed. $45 an hour. Kind of makes you... If only we weren't so ethical. We, could set up. <laughs> we didn't have consciences. How much money could we make, Man. right? Mm. Mm. Um, okay, so that was Delia's dubious device. Now we're moving on to Woo Zealand <laughs> and bamboo pillows. Now she's going to tell us. You know, the, the wonder device. of editing is that you can move things around. Eh, that's too much effort. She doesn't actually like doing any editing. Um, yeah. So again, so I just picked up the Sunday Star Times today, and um, there were two. So these stories are on the same page. Um, pillow talk all bad for aching shoppers. Um, so there's been these. TV ads, which I haven't seen, um, promoting. Um, that's true. Apart from Master Chef, uh, there's been um, these uh, ads for bamboo pillows, and I've had a look. So they're basically on the advert. The um, the what they do is they put an egg in a little bag, put it underneath the pillow, and then they drop, drop a yeah, bowling yeah. ball on top yep. of it and go, "Look how amazing this is for your neck. It's just yep. so relaxing and stuff." Was it um, Consumer Magazine or something? They did the same test. Or... Well, so Stuff have also just done it, and they've oh, got they've a great it. video up from this woman going, all right, let's try this. And so she puts her little egg in, in the little zip bag, and she mm -hmm. closes it up, and then she throws the thing, and you, and you can hear the kind of... And she looks, and then she lifts up the pillow. Not only has it broken the egg, it splattered it out of the bag and all around. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, people are basically um, returning them. Uh, within their 30 days uh, right. what's kind of sad though 
So, so even the even the te- even the supposed demonstration of the thing is it's bogus. Fake. Yeah, right. presumably it was a hob all day. I have no idea how they did it, but they did something a bit dubious. Or I guess maybe yeah, it was a bowling bowling ball that didn't have. Yeah, or maybe <laughs> so the ball didn't actually it. hit directly yeah, on yeah. the egg spot. or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, anyway, the, the so the bit of sad sad thing is that in the stuff, uh, sorry, in the Sunday Star Times article. They say chiropractors are starting to see patients complaining of increased neck and shoulder pain after using yeah. the pillow. And they, they quote New Zealand Chiropractors Association vice president as saying that a number of his patients found them beneficial, but he'd also been treating a significant number who found it aggravates their condition. So, oh, so let's well, say so because probably, that's his bloody yeah. stick. So let's fix people... some woo with some more woo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it would have been... Preferable had they not uh, talked to the chiropractor. But anyway. so, what is the? In fact, they quoted, "There is no one size fits all answer or magic bullet to resolve neck pain." Says Doctor <laughs> Hayden the chiropractor. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So, what's the actual premise of the dropping the bowling ball on the pillow and not breaking the egg? What's that supposed um, to be? Seems like a non sequitur, really. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, look what we can do. Uh, okay, so the pillow doesn't move. Pre- oh, because it's made of pressure-reducing memory foam. Oh, I thought it was made of bamboo. Made out of uh, bamboo. Bamboo pillows have been promoted on TV as sporting Is sleeping Is that just posture. the brand name? I have okay, no idea. Never mind. More research needed. So Either way, they lied there's a whole in their heap of scams going on. Um, yes. A former bamboo pillow salesman who didn't want to be named said more than half of the pillows were being returned. Sales staff given free pillows also returned. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you return it? Unless you give it to your friend and get them to come back for a refund. Otherwise, (laughs) you just throw it away, wouldn't you? No, you'd want a refund, right? Oh, They've been been given pillows. It's like, here, give it to your mate and get him to come in and get Mm. a refund. Or throw it in the bin. Oh, well. Bamboo pillows. So that was Delia's, Delia's dubious device. Yes. <laughs> Let's move on to Woo Zealand. That's not even Woo Zealand. It's just a self circular cell phone for women, which is what you were going to do if you're dubious device. Um, so apparently women don't like corners. Susie, tell us about this. Yeah, so something to do with curves or this, this, boobs? Well, or... no, no. So, so when I first saw this that basically women need a round phone i kind of got a bit like handle rectangles yeah but that was it because they can't handle rectangles i got handle rectangles or can't well they don't don't handle yeah i don't don't know whether it's physically or mentally can't handle them Um, i'm all right with them i don't know whether that means i'm not a woman i'm not i'm not sure women are a bit delicate with these shapes with we struggle with rectangles apparently um i will say this though I mean, the new bloody iPhone, right? I mean, we do have smaller hands, so it would be kind of nice yeah. if things were made for our hands. I've heard that complaint about smartphones getting bigger and bigger yeah, and bigger yeah. and people with smaller hands. And I totally get that people with bigger fingers struggle with the smaller keyboards, but uh, in, you know, all the smaller things and stuff. But anyway, something, something. so at first I was annoyed. We were petrified. <laughs> what? No. Sorry. Um... I think that's afraid. I'm not afraid of rectangles. Okay, okay. Are you <laughs> um, sure? Because these people seem to uh, disagree with you. Yeah. Well, so then it turns out it's like two women who are doing it. The oh. um, two ex-Microsoft employees. So maybe they're fed up with Microsoft Phone. I'm not sure. Um, and they're gonna they were gonna basically crowdfund this thing. So at the moment, all it is is a 3D printed mock-up, which looks really pretty bloody bad. Yeah. But so and they said so what they were inspired by was compacts so little mirror things and so so actually so i see how you could actually turn it into quite a beautiful looking device um 
the the problem oh, there's so many problems so i mean i'm fine problems. with rectangles i don't see why it's you not can't bad for nice... 3d printing i was going to say that's it's pretty reasonable carry yes. on um but it's more just the you know actually the problem so it sort of started out with a problem that um women women don't have the right pockets and totally get right. that yeah, i mean yeah. and that's just this is just a pet peeve of why you can't put fucking pockets in women's clothes because somehow women don't need pockets. I mean, yes, we do. Yeah, but I right? don't understand why more women don't get upset about this. Yeah, no, we, we do. Pockets. We do. And it's the same. And they do it from very small, right? So yeah. I've taken Evie shopping and her clothes will have, have, will have fake pockets that are sewn closed, but the boys' pockets are open. So it starts from that age showing wow. that girls don't so need this pockets. So this is pockets in trousers or... In, yes, even in trousers. Even in trousers. So it's like tiny, tiny little pockets. Yeah, you can't put it'll be a pretend them. pocket because yeah. it's basically not actually a pocket. It's really weird. Um, yeah. Like somehow you're not supposed to put stuff in it so it would break the line of the yeah. thing maybe you because be somehow pretty. you wouldn't be as pretty Yeah, if you right. if you had bulgy pockets, which are actually what you need because you want to put things in them. Yeah. But anyway. I, so, I have seen that on suits that you, you can get it. You get gin. gin typically get suit jackets that right. have a pocket that's sewn closed. Yeah. Right. But it's usually it, a pocket if you take the thread out. Yes, the ones you I can have. unpack it and, and, and yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not sure if that's so much because they don't expect you to use it or to keep it closed when it's on display. Mm. So well, it doesn't sort of drape or fold. Yeah. Or... The, the explanation I was given when I used to wear suits back in the 90s was that... <laughs> 2000s um was that it ruined the line of the the suit if you went to actually use it as a pocket and put stuff in yeah right right. well there are times when it's good to put things in a pocket and Mm. this move that starts from my understanding very young that women shouldn't you know that girls don't need pockets um actually this doesn't solve that because we still you know whether it's a circle or i mean i think a circle there are things where which but but don't women have inbuilt pockets that like cleavage (laughs) that they can shove their cell phone down but they that's, do. that's not because they enjoy putting it in there or because I mean, it's a I'd good rather place put it in a pocket. You'd rather put it in right. sweat and things like that. Yes, Getting into your cell phone and exactly. it's, yeah. Yeah. So I'm all for um, making circular phones if they're available for everybody. But frankly, we all need fucking pockets to put them in in the first place. It would be an interesting Red novelty. Over. Some people will go, oh, yeah, I would like a, I'd like a round cell phone. Mm. But frankly, it doesn't just need to be for women. No. Yes. Quite right. They're, they're, they're calling it a more really discreet a... and ladylike way of communicating. Bullshit! I think thank you. actually what they've done is they've gone, they've, they've looked at a compact and then wonder if we could make a cell phone that's vaguely shaped like a compact. Yeah. Compact's a makeup thing, so it's for women, so the phone should be for women too. They haven't really thought it through, obviously. No. no. And this I think they've gone to market too early. <laughs> this actual mock up is this actually just a piece of printed cardboard. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I figured it probably was. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, okay. here we go. There's a there's a there's a poll. Do men and women need differently different smartphone? Or I will know because it, oh, it's a terrible question. Do men and women need differently different smartphone designs? Yes, women struggle with rectangle rectangles. No, that's ridiculous. In Actually, fact, we do need different designs. You, you well, do no. if you've got smaller hands. People women need tend, women tend yeah. to have, but men there will be some men, men who have smaller hands. hands too. Yeah, you know what we say about. Uh, no, that's ridiculous. Did you just do Donald Trump? <laughs> Not recently. Eighty-eight percent. No, that's ridiculous. Twelve uh, percent. Yes, women struggle with rectangles. I'm sure some of those people are trolling. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that was uh, Delia's dubious devices. Everyone. Very good. 
<coughs> Moving on, I suppose, to the word of the day. Today's word of the day is zanyism. Zanyism. No, so zany zany like is crazy. Yeah. Last, yeah. last week was uh, was a softball, I think, was it? The, so, so is this week? Is this, is this basically a, a behaviour associated with somebody being zany. Being zany, so slightly eccentric. Um, I'm picking that the zany part has nothing to do with what we mm. think it is. But as to what it actually is, I have no idea. Well, to be fair, most of the time, unless I'm being a dick, the word is a word that you can figure out from it. From sort of basic etymology <laughs> or at least That's sort of kind of hard one um final answers <laughs> you just gonna have to have a guess how do you how do you define an ism from zany it's like yeah well. no i'll just go with my first that it's so what was your it was a sort of a behavior associated with kind of yeah, yeah. i concur eccentric Okay, I give, yeah. have to give you a point for that each, I guess. Woo! Oh, Official definition, excellent. according to my website here, is buffoonery. Hmm, there you go. Right. So it's not quite zany. Not quite zany, no, but Susie gets a point. Does anybody want to know what the uh, points sure. are so far? Now that we've got no. to the end of the alphabet. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, I haven't got any uh, formulas yet. <laughs> give me a second, I'll put a formula and then I'll edit it out later. Nathan has seven points. Susie has nine points. Craig has six points. I'm in the lead! Uh, hang on. Susan has zero points. <laughs> Stephen has zero points. And Evie has zero points. So, yeah, it looks like you're in the lead. Yeah. Wow, I'm not I thought losing. I gave someone a half point or something. But never mind, apparently not. Well, yeah, well someone done. did get a half a point. How did, oh, sir, someone got two half points. Right. right. So it adds up to a point. Because that's how that works, math. And okay, that's the word of the day. Moving on to the quote, Craig. Only a fool of a scientist would dismiss the evidence and reports in front of him, whoops, mm -hmm. or them, and substitute his or her own beliefs in their place, said by Paul Kurtz, one of who the was one of the founders, founders of modern skepticism. Yes, the uh, CSI. Committee for Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal. Mm -hmm. Psychop. Yes, Psychop. Used to be the name of the New Zealand skeptics, NZ Psychop. Yes, New Zealand branch. Uh, what do you oh. think of the quote? Well, I have, a challenge. I have a challenge for you on that basis. So I am going back, Craig, over all of your <gasps> quotes. At the moment, I, yeah, I I've gone back to 2014 at the moment. Yeah. Um, so far, I haven't found a quote by a woman. No. <gasps> Dun, dun, Probably dun. because that when I go searching for quotes, <laughs> I just search online for quotes that I like. And, right, but your challenge now is, is to find some that are by women. Yes, okay. I want to see an alternate, alternate. So we're up to forty something. Episode I mean, there 40 isn't. Where am I? So um, we'll just assume that you've been getting it wrong all this time. Yep. I can't recall having a quote by a woman. Oh, 50, 51. This is episode fifty-two. Everybody. <clears throat> wow. Woo. Yes, uh, okay. Yeah, okay, I um, take that as a June challenge. June 2014, I still haven't found one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. There's your challenge. See if you can alternate. So the next 52 episodes have to all be quotes from women. Okay. In order to balance. There's a challenge. 
I wonder and if I can Google that. after that from people who don't define their gender as either male or female. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just had a bit of a minor success, although it doesn't really make any difference to anything, I'm sure. There was a for, uh, thing I had to register for for work, something to do with work safe, health and safety thing. And um, I was filling in the form and they only had male and female and I wrote an email to them saying, dude, you know what fucking year it is? And they were like, Oh, just choose the gender that you are. Which of the two identifies your gender with? Just choose which of the genders you identify with. And I'm like, you do realise that there needs to be more options than just male and female. And I got an email back from them a couple of days later saying we have modified the form. Well done, and Nathan. put in other. I think they put in, which <laughs> is fair. Is that yep. not what you'd do if you were? Other or the other option should be none of your business. <laughs> that I choose not to answer, I guess, would also be a, a valid thing, yes. Mm. Although if you kind of you want to keep stats, I guess it doesn't matter. Other is the same. Mm. All right, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. If you'd like to send us a message or feedback, you can check out our Facebook page or use the contact form on our website, thecusp.org.nz. <laughs>